not just with our voices, Lord, but with our lives. We lay them down before you. You are worthy. We, we're not saying that to remind you. We're saying it to remind us. And as we go into 2023, Lord, help us to walk, Lord, as though you are worthy of it all and, and to reflect you in every way. I pray now that you would speak to us through your word and that you would change our hearts. Start with mine. We don't want to leave here the same way we got here, so make us more like you. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Yeah, you can, you can clap if you want to. Yeah, that's... <laughs> so, Happy New Year. Look at your neighbor and say, Happy New Year. It's going to be a good year. Uh, how many of you guys stayed up till midnight? How many of you guys were in bed before 10? Me. Yes. My people. Yeah. Told Diane... I'll see you next year. You know what I mean? That joke never gets old. It does get old. Anyway, um, so if, if you were reading along with us in your Bible reading plan last year, then it actually wraps up today, which is kind of weird. I don't know why it does that, but, but we're starting a new one also today. And so if you'd like to join along with us, uh, last year about 100 of us read through the New Testament together. And so it's about a three or four minute commitment a day. You read basically one chapter of the New Testament every day. And... Uh, and so we had about 100 last year. I would invite you to be a part of that. If you were a part of it last year, you got an email inviting you to, to do it again. If you weren't, then you go to our website and go to Grow and then Bible Reading, and you can, you can join. It'll have you uh, download to your phone the YouVersion Bible app, and then every day it'll give you the reading. Now, if you fall behind, don't try and catch up, okay? Don't, don't make this like this rule, this legalistic Although that's exactly what I do when I fall behind. But anyway, uh, but just start, start again and just keep going because you're going you're gonna to find yourself with this new spiritual discipline where you'll be growing and changing the way you look at things because the Bible is alive and it's real and it's active and it really does change our lives. So I invite you to be a part of that. Just this morning in today's uh, Bible reading, we read through the lineage of Jesus. You know, as, Ma as Matthew chapter 1 and it's like, you know, so-and-so beget so-and-so, and so-and-so was the father of so-and-so. That, that part you kind of skip over. But uh, one, a couple things jumped out to me. One was there was a prostitute in the family line of Jesus. There was also a murderer in the family line of Jesus. So even though you think your family is jacked up, uh, Jesus' family was jacked up too. So there's hope. So look at your neighbor and tell them there's hope for your family. Go ahead and tell them. <laughs> Some of you, you're the disaster in the family, so <laughs> glad you're here. So uh, to, to kind of kick off the, the new year, I wanted to talk, you know, I, I thought, should we, should we do this message talking about our values and what we're about as a church to kind of reset? And I thought, instead of talking about it, let's just be about it. So uh, today, before we get, really get rolling, I want to share with you one of the things that uh, Mosaic is, is known for and what we're about is generosity. And we do a legacy offering every year. We take the last offering of the year, we give it away, and so we don't have those numbers yet, unfortunately, because it just wrapped up like midnight last night, so I'll have those numbers next year. But we also, uh, as part of our, an act of generosity, we bought uh, tennis shoes for an entire orphanage in Mexico. And a few weeks ago, I shared all of the different things we did last year with uh, uh, several orphanages and, and different things, but, but the, the orphanage we support in Chihuahua, Mexico, they distributed the shoes to the kids, and they made us a video, so here's that video.
Gracias por los tenis y que tengan muy bonita Navidad. Que los regalos también bonitos. De los chocolates, pues, tienen mucho, mucho chocolate y también mucho, mucha riqueza también. Y pues gracias también por los chocolates. Muchas gracias a Amanecer Cristiano y a Mosaic Church. Y arriba los patriotas. Muchas gracias por todo el apoyo que nos han dado. Los invito a que vengan en verano, nos visiten o, o si no, pues pueden arreglar los papeles para nosotros ir para allá, para, para el otro lado, que nos quieran solicitarnos. Gracias. A couple things really jump out to me from that video. One is, um, yeah, the shoes were great, but those chocolates. Thank you. Those chocolates had so much chocolate. I was really happy. And the other one was, you know, the Bible says, we have not because we ask not. So that guy's like, hey, give me a passport, man. Give me some papers. I'll come hang out with you guys. So I like that guy. So the other thing we're really about here is connecting people to Jesus, to a relationship with Jesus, and helping them grow in their faith. And so over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about you taking one step forward in your journey with Christ. And, and that step forward is going to be different for everybody because we're all on a different place in our journey with God. Uh, so the, the, your person next to you is probably going to have a different step because maybe they've been a Christian longer, they haven't been a Christian as long, or uh, they've got different backgrounds or different talents or different baggage, different issues. And we all have issues. Did you know that? Like we all have, if you, if you think you don't have any issues, that's just one of your many, many issues that you have, right? We all have issues. And so we all are kind of in this different place, but we all arrived at the cross the same way, on our knees, recognizing that Jesus Christ is Lord and surrendering that to him. But when you become a follower of Christ, when you become a Christian, when you confess your faith in Christ, that's not the end of a journey. It's the beginning. And so there's now the Bible has this expectation of growth. God wants you to grow. He wants you to become stronger and more capable, just like you want for your kids. You know, when your, your kids were little and, and they were babies and people would come over, they would expect to see certain things at your house. You know, they would expect to see pacifiers and diapers and that kind of thing because of the stage your kid was in. But imagine that your kid is 30 and they came over and saw that. They'd be like, little Billy's not so little anymore, right? Maybe it's time for little Billy to grow up and, because you want your kids to get older, but you also want them to mature, right? And so, uh, here, let me give you another example. This is a bonsai tree. Have you ever seen a bonsai tree? Their trees are about this big and they're kind of miniature trees. And I actually ordered this tree and I have it uh, and I forgot it this morning. It's on my counter at my house. <laughs> but anyway, so I'll bring it next week. But, Bonsai trees are, it's, it's this art in Japan where they care for these little ornamental trees and uh, through trimming and pruning, they maintain these mini trees. But do you know how these trees stay so small? I, I always thought they were a special type of like a dwarf tree. They're not. They're regular trees, but because they, they're planted in small, tiny pots, they're not allowed to grow. And so they end up becoming this miniature version of what they should have become because they're kept trimmed and pruned and they're kept kind of as these little tiny trees. And these trees get older, but they don't ever grow. They're passed from generation to generation. This one is in Japan. It's 400 years old. It survived the bombing of Hiroshima. Uh, and, but it's still, it's only about this tall. Even though it's old, it's tiny. 
And in, now this, this bonsai is actually a pine tree. So it should grow like that Christmas tree over there. It should grow six, eight, maybe 10 feet tall, but it doesn't and it won't because of the way it's cared for. And our lives are the same way. They can be the same way. Uh, if, we, if, we, if you become a follower of Christ, but you don't make room to grow in your life, you stay the same. Same attitude about things. Same way you talk. Same way you, you react when things are stressful. Uh, same understanding of God. Same understanding of Scripture. Same understanding of the eternal. The same size relationship with God. So even if you've been uh, in church for two months or two years or two decades, if you don't allow yourself to grow, you're still going to get choked out and you're still easy to kill. And the way that manifests itself is you get choked out by some mundane thing. You're like, I was at the grocery store and Susie from church, she didn't tell me hi. I'm never going back to that church again. I missed two weeks in a row and Angel didn't call me. Nobody called me. I'm never going back to that church again, right? That's a very childish way to look at things. But that's what happens if we don't allow ourselves to grow. So over the next few weeks, we're gonna talk about taking one step in our growth with Christ so we're going to talk about baptism, we're going to talk about prayer, we're going to talk about reading your Bible, about tithing and generosity, we're going to talk about serving, and we're going to talk about being a part of a church community. The important kind of one line from this whole series is this. I want everybody to repeat after me. God wants, God wants me, to me to grow. Those of you joining us online, go ahead and write that in the chat. God wants me to grow. Look at your neighbor and say, God wants you to grow. Now tell them, I'm serious. Now look at your other, your second choice and tell them to, God wants you to grow. Go ahead. Look at what the writers of Hebrews says. He says, therefore, let us leave the elementary teachings about Christ and go on to maturity. There's an implication here. It's implied that there are some things that are kind of beginner and some are advanced. And God is wanting us to grow and get onto the advanced thing. So let's talk about a step, one step that some people are taking today. It's baptism. So I'm gonna share with you five simple truths about baptism. Number one, Jesus is our authority on baptism. <clears throat> when Jesus left the earth, he was crucified, buried, he resurrected from the dead, and then he spoke to his disciples. And this is what he tells them. He says, all authority on heaven, in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So how much authority does Jesus have? All. How much room does that give us to argue with him about what he's telling us to do? None, right? And so whatever this church or that church thinks about baptism doesn't matter. What matters is what Jesus said about it. And this is how Jesus said to do it. He said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. So how does he want people to be reached? First, he says, I want you to go to them, and I want you to make disciples of them. In other words, share the story of Jesus. Share the gospel with them, and have them commit their lives to Christ. Then, baptize them. How? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Now, oftentimes when people ask me what I do for a living, there's been, I'm going to confess, this is a safe space. Uh, I've lied before. I've lied. I'm a motivational speaker. I've said uh, stuff like that. <laughs> because when I say I'm a pastor, 
I mean, all kinds of weird things come out, right? I had a lady one time. I had this lady one time. We were on a plane. Diane was sitting here. It was me, and then there was this lady. And we're, we start talking. And what do you do? I'm, I'm a pastor. Oh, well, I'm on my way to, uh, we're on our way to Portland, I think. Portland, Oregon. And I'm going to be a, a surrogate for these two French men so they can have a baby. And I was like, oh, cool, great. How much are they paying you? I asked her, and she told me. And so uh, she's telling me all this stuff. And then she says, actually, I'm having an affair with my personal trainer. And she just started, you know, and I was like, and Diane was like, you know, so. <laughs> That's why I'm telling people I'm a pastor, right? But one thing I, that happened, this has happened to me when I say I'm a pastor, is they say, oh, what, what kind of pastor are you? And I'm like, I don't know, a good, a good one, I guess, a pastor of disaster? I don't know, like, I don't know. And they say, well, how do you baptize people? Well, wait, wait, we put them in it. No, 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 no. Like, in what name do you baptize people? This is one of the stupid things that churches like to argue about, all right? So if this ever comes up around you, this is what they're talking about. Because Jesus said, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. But on the day of Pentecost, <coughs> Peter's talking. And Peter says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So some churches really camp out around this stuff, like, you gotta be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, otherwise it doesn't count, and blah, blah, blah. So here's what we do here, all right, just so you know. When you hear me baptize someone, I'll say, we baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and in Jesus' name. Just to check all the boxes, you know, because like, I don't wanna, I'm not interested in arguing or debating. You know what I'm interested in? I'm interested in connecting people to Jesus and helping them grow in their faith. That's what I care about. Uh, number two, baptism is simple. So the word baptism comes from the Greek word baptizo, which means to wash or to dunk. So this same, in ancient writings, it was also used in a pickle recipe, it was used when a ship sunk, it was used when someone was taking a bath or washing up to eat. And so uh, there's a lot of examples of baptism in the Bible. We're going to just look at one. And this, we're going to look at something very specific in this one. Acts chapter 8. Then Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away. So this example shows that they went down into the water, and that... Then they, he baptized them, and then they came up out of the water. Same uh, phrases are used, same wording is used when Jesus is baptized. It says he went down in the water and came up out of the water. So here at Mosaic, we practice baptism by immersion, meaning we put people down in the water, bring them up out of the water, unless they physically can't. If that's the case, we come up with another way. But generally speaking, that's how we do it. The reason that the Bible teaches us to do this is simple. A, a person cannot survive underwater very long without air, they'll die, right? And I, I just found out that the world record is 22 minutes that someone has held their breath. I wonder, I wonder when the guy tried to go 23, you know, anyway, died. Anyway, um, so, but you and I, like I promise you, do you ever try and do that with your kids at a pool? Let's see who can hold their breath the longest. I'm like six seconds, and I start, ah, right, I freak out. Because you're not designed to live underwater. And so when you go down in the water, the symbolism that the Bible is giving us is the old person, the, the old man, the old woman, they die and they stay down in the water and a new person comes out. That's why baptism is so important because there's a regeneration that happens, a supernatural regeneration. Now some of you 
are so evil. I have to hold you down a long time. I'm just kidding. I don't, right? Until the bubbles are gone. No, I'm just kidding. Right? I don't do that. It's down and up. But that's the picture that the Bible is giving us. So when Philip baptized this guy, the guy goes down into the water and a new person comes up. That's why this is so important. That's why it's so critical. It's also a public declaration of our faith in Christ. So uh, number, number three, baptism identifies us with Christ. It's a symbol of our commitment with Christ. But ordinary symbols can have extraordinary meaning. So this person, uh, her name is Sierra, and she's a Grammy Award winning singer. She's a very famous, very popular singer. But in Denver, she's known as something else. She's married to quarterback for the Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson. At the beginning of the season, when Russell Wilson got here, those jerseys that they're wearing, number three, were flying off the shelves. I mean, they were just, you know, and number three, let's ride, right? That's what Russell said. And it has been a ride, hasn't it? Like, it's been a terrible ride. It's been, it's been the wild chipmunk at Lakeside ride. You threw up twice, your back's all messed up, you gotta go to the car, it's been a ride. But, yeah, go Cowboys. <laughs> I'm, I, you know I told a friend of mine, I'm going to cheer for the Cowboys during the playoffs. So, so one game. <laughs> Just kidding, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Anyway, okay. <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh, yes, the, the jersey. So, so Sierra wears his jersey. And a lot of folks were wearing his jersey at the beginning of the season because they're fans and they want to support him and they want to be associated with him, right? But you know what else Ciara wears? She doesn't just wear his jersey. She wears his ring. Now that ring is 16 karat diamond and it's two and a half million bucks. So I'd wear it too. But anyway, uh, don't miss this. It's one thing to wear the jersey as a fan. It's another thing to wear the ring as a committed spouse. And so, if Russell doesn't do what I want, if I have his jersey on, he doesn't do what I want, he doesn't make touchdowns, he doesn't throw the ball well, he throws like 16 interceptions in one season, whatever, I'll take his jersey off. Because I'm not really committed to him. I'm just a fan. But no matter what Russell does, whether he wins, whether he loses, she's with him. Whether he gets injured, she's with him. Whether he does well or whether he throws interceptions or whatever, she is with him because she wears the ring. Who do you think Russell counts on when the chips are down? Do you think it's Angel Flores and Greeley, who's a fair-weather Russell Wilson fan? Or do you think he counts on his wife, who wears his ring? Baptism is going from the jersey to the ring. It's, it, it's not, I'm no longer a fan of Jesus. I'm a follower of Christ. I'm no longer admiring him from afar. I no longer think he's a great spiritual teacher. I made him Lord of my life. He is now sitting on the throne of my heart. I'm wearing the ring now. I'm not going to wear the jersey anymore. I want to wear the ring. That's what baptism is. It's a public statement to the world that I'm no longer wearing the jersey. I'm walking with Christ. I'm a child of his. I'm a follower of his, and I have given him my life. So we have some folks that are getting baptized today. So if you're getting baptized, I'm going to go ahead and dismiss you. You can head out through that door right there. There's some folks that are going to meet you. They're going to help you kind of get ready. And uh, let me wrap this up, and then we're going to sing one song, and then we're going to baptize some folks. So go ahead and head back there. And if you're here today and you're thinking, 
man, I need to get baptized. There's two things you can do. One, you can sign up at the info cart. We do this every eight weeks. And you can get baptized at, the, at our next Sunday. Or you can head back there right now. And we've got shorts, we've got underclothes, we've got shirts, we've got everything you would need to get baptized today. So it's up to you. All right? Uh, number four, baptism comes after salvation. So again, Peter's talking. He says, repent, commit your life to Christ, and then be baptized. There are 27 references of bap to baptism in the, in the book of Acts, and every single one of them happens like this. The person repents of their sins, and then they're baptized. Now maybe you were baptized as a baby, like I was. I was baptized as a baby. How many of you guys were baptized as babies? Raise your hand. Look, there's a ton of us, right? Do you remember getting baptized as a baby and thinking, you know what? I got to change, man. Like, I'm a mess. I'm, I'm driving everybody crazy. Like, I'm not letting them sleep. I got I to gotta do something. Right? No, we didn't do that because you were a baby, right? And you had no sin at that time. And so that baptism that you received as a baby, your parents, we honor that because they were trying to do what was right. They're trying to set us on a good path. That's great. But it wasn't our decision. And so the Bible says, once you repent of your sins, you need to be baptized. So here we don't baptize babies. We dedicate them to the Lord. We pray over them. But then at some point, that child grows up and recognizes their need to repent, their, their need for Jesus. And when that happens, then we lead them to Christ. They do it in children's church all the time. We do it here. And then we give them the opportunity to be baptized. So if I was baptized as a baby, should I be baptized as an adult? I would say, as your pastor, yes, you should. Because now you're saying, I'm no longer wearing the jersey, I'm wearing, I'm wearing the ring. I want to identify with Jesus. I want to declare to the world I'm a follower of Christ. I want everybody to know that I've given my life to Him. Last one. Baptism is a celebration. Today we're going to celebrate some life decisions that people have made following Christ. So when the people go down in the water and come out, I, I want everybody to clap. And I don't want those little golf claps like, yeah, it's so wonderful. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for your team just won the Super Bowl, all right? And I know for, for many of the Cowboys fans, it's been a long time. I get it. But try and remember. I'm just mad. I'm mad. My team isn't doing good. When, when they come up out of the water, we don't just clap like this because we recognize this is a person who was lost and now they're fine, found. They were blind, now they can see. They were dead and now they're alive. So we celebrate with all of heaven when someone is baptized. So we're going to pray. I'm going to pray a very simple prayer, a prayer of repentance. That's that first step. Remember, repent and be baptized. I'm going to pray that prayer with you. So if you'd like to be baptized, you can do it today. Or you can sign up and do it again in eight weeks. Uh, but would you bow your head and close your eyes? I'm going to ask everyone in this room, those of you joining us online, if you'd repeat after me. I'm going to ask you to repeat it out loud so nobody feels embarrassed or ashamed. Just say this. Say, Dear Jesus, forgive me for every evil thing I've ever done. Every evil thing I've ever said. And every person I've ever hurt. Today I make you Lord of my life. Thank you for dying for me on the cross. Today I'm going from fan to follower. From the jersey to the ring. 
We trust you. We love you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you stand and sing this last song as we get ready to do some baptisms?
All right, and what is your name? Crystal. All right, Crystal, would you consider yourself a follower of Christ? Yes. All right, anything else you want to tell the church? No. All right. <laughs> Go ahead and have a seat. Plug your nose with one hand. Grab the other hand right there. Crystal, by profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. You go. No, you go. It's okay. All right, all right. Go ahead. All right, and what is your name? It's Carla. All right, Carla. Uh, would you consider yourself a follower of Christ? Yes. Anything else you want to say? Um, I am a recovering drug addict. I've been clean for six years. And with God, all things are possible. Amen. Go ahead and have a seat. Carla, by your profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Congratulations. <laughs> okay. church your name cammy all right cammy would you consider yourself a follower of christ yes right, anything else you want to say i just want to say i'm very thankful for this church um it's been a wonderful ride and i'm so excited to be doing this today awesome we have for you do you want to have a seat Plug your nose with one hand. Grab your other hand right there. There you go. Cammy, by your profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus' name. Cammy's daughter. Let's give him a round of applause. Mother-daughter duo. All right, what is your name for the church? Elena. All right, Elena, would you consider yourself a follower of Christ? Yes. Anything else you'd like to tell us? Sure. <laughs> Go ahead and have a seat. Plug your nose with one hand. By your profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. 
What is your name for the church? Kylie. Kylie, all right. Would you consider, consider yourself a follower of Christ? Yes. All right. All right. Take off your glasses. You don't need to see under the water. Go ahead and have a seat. Plug your nose. It's Kylie. Grab that right. Grab your hand right. Here, let me help you. Okay. Kylie, by your profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit of Jesus' name. Congratulations. Alright, what is your name? Uh, Braden. Alright, but uh, would you consider yourself a follower of Christ? Just do it, his shirt. Have a seat, Brayden. Plug your nose. By your profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Congratulations. You guys didn't think I could do that, did you? I don't know if I could. I just want to say before, Ray's going to come up and wrap up the service. Uh, before we wrap it up, I just want to say thank you because everything that happens here happens as a result of the giving that happens during this next giving moment. We're not supported by some denomination or some headquarters. Everything that happens here happens because of the giving that happens here. And so if you've ever given a dollar in the offering at Mosaic Church, you have a part of that. When you get to heaven, there's going to be a record that you helped ha make that happen. So thank you so much. So thankful for you. Got to turn this thing on. All right, guys, as we wrap up, just a couple quick announcements. Um, first and foremost, when you walked in, you would have received this little card saying a week of prayer. Uh, we like to get together uh, for this entire week, so Saturday, starting this coming Saturday, January 7th through Thursday, January 12th, just going to intentionally seek God as a church corporately. You can check that schedule. It's right there. Uh, you can also see it is online, so if you want to go over to the week of prayer, check it out online. Take a photo of it. Put it in your calendar. Join us this week. Um, next Sunday, January 8th, immediately after all services, so whichever service you typically attend, uh, we are going to have an Israel trip interest meeting. So if you'd like to sign up for that meeting, you can right at the info center. You can hang out these doors just to the right there. Um, sign up. If not, also just show up. Just be here. Israel trip interest meeting. And then also we will have prayer team right up front here. So those after as we close out the service, if you need some last minute prayer or you're just thinking you just need a little something extra, we'd love to chat with you, connect with you and make sure that you're getting what you need there. Um, all right, so as Angel mentioned, we're gonna continue the same spirit of worship with our tithe and our offering. Uh, it's your first time giving um, and, and you maybe even said that prayer, that QR code. Can we go back to that real quick? Back to the QR code. Yep, just make sure you scan that QR code so you can give online. It's gonna give you a few different ways you can give. 
Um, but also if you said that prayer with Angel before we started baptisms, you'll want to scan that, click on new believer, or if it is your first time visitor, or if you're a first time visitor, we want to send you a free gift. Um, all right, so our giving, let's pray over this morning's tithe and offering. I think Angel said it. This is a gracious church. All the things we do, every single thing that we do, you have a part in that. So just continue to stay faithful in whatever God has called you to do with the tithe and offerings. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for all of your grace and your mercy and your provision in our lives, God. Lord, I ask that you uh, would take this offering, use it to multiply it, to have an impact in your spiritual kingdom here in Northern Colorado and beyond and all the things that we do here through Amanacer and Mosaic uh, Church. Lord, I ask that you would take this and just do something amazing with it, Lord. We are remain faithful in your giving. In your name we pray, amen. All right, guys, you can have a wonderful, wonderful week. We will see you next week, and I'd say go Broncos, but yeah, we talked about that too. <laughs>